0: Well, in a real way, um, in a very real way, our Lord is present with us in the Most Holy Eucharist. And so as we gather on this day of recollection, we really, you know, we're just taking time to be away from all of the distractions, all the noise, all the stuff that's going on. Um, and in these meditations, uh, you know, your conversation with our Lord who's here is more important than anything I'm going to say, right? And so, you know, I'm just going to give some points for conversation um, it's really more like an out loud prayer, and you just, you know, if you completely ignore everything I say and get carried away talking to the Lord Jesus, that's, um, that's worth it. Like, that's, that's so much better uh, than anything that I can say. Um, but we hear... You know, uh, in Mark's gospel, first chapter of Mark's gospel, uh, that Jesus rose early in the morning. Um, he got up early in the morning after a very busy day, a teaching in the synagogue and um, curing uh, a possessed man and then curing Simon's mother-in-law. And we hear they brought the whole town to him and um, he was curing every He cured everyone in all of Capernaum who was sick. Uh, the whole... The whole uh, town. They brought ever. They, they were thronging the doors. But then, after all of that, he didn't sleep in. He didn't um, just be like okay, whoo, taking a day off, taking the weekend. No, we hear that after all of that, Jesus um, got up early. Jesus, you got up early. You got up early in the morning um, and you went to pray. Uh, you went to go just have that time of of union with your Father. Uh, silence being away from everyone, being away from everything. And so a morning of recollection is a good time. Maybe today we got up earlier than we normally do. Maybe not. Um, And just to go away and, and, you know, be away from everything. Let let all the work, all the exams that are coming up, all the papers that maybe have to be finished, everything, we just let it go by the side, you know. And for these couple hours, we just take this time to be with you, Lord Jesus. Away from all the distractions, all the work, all the busyness, um, it, because it's in you that we really find refreshment, we find nourishment, uh, and we find we find a true rest. And, you know, maybe coming into a morning of recollection, um, maybe we've had some really great experiences of prayer. Maybe um, we've had some some really good, you know. There have been times where we've had a really good relationship with our Lord. It's um, good memories of, of prayers, of time of prayer. Um, but now it's like, oh, I don't really, I've been so busy yet. I don't know what to do. Yet. I don't know how to pray. Um, St. Maria says in this little book, The Way, point number 90, if you don't know how to pray... Put yourself in the presence of God. And as soon as you said, Lord, I don't know how to pray, you can be sure that you've already begun. You know, we start a time of prayer with that little, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. Jesus, we actually, we believe that you're here and we don't know how to pray, then we just tell you that. I don't know how to pray. But I, I don't know how to pray. I don't I don't know what to say. My heart's so distracted. I've been so busy. Got a lot in my mind. Every time I go to pray, I just think of the million things I have to do. I get worried about them. Okay, well, Lord, I don't know how to pray. And as soon as we say that, um, as soon as we say, Lord, I don't know how to pray, we're already praying. We're already talking to him, right? We just we bring our Lord all those things. This week, we didn't hear it because we didn't have daily mass here on Wednesday, but I'm sure um, at some point you have heard um, the gospel from the road to Emmaus. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus. That very day, that Easter day, it was about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking to each other about all the things that had happened. And they were talking while they were talking and discussing together. Jesus Himself drew near. And went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, "What is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk?" And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, "Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days?" And he said to them, "What things?" And they said to him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who is a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since this happened. Moreover, some of the women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. And they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with the Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So you see the these two disciples on the road to Emmaus, they're they're just they're talking among themselves. They're just they're having a conversation. We hear solely our Lord Jesus, he approaches them. And he he just asks them, What what are you talking about? You know, our our prayer doesn't have to be Um it doesn't have to be nice pious words and beautifully written, you know, poetic uh expressions. Rather they're just, you know, they had thought that Jesus was the Messiah and they he was killed. And they're they're just they're concerned about that. They're talking about it. They're they're upset. And he just draws near and he just starts to talk to them. And again that that's what happens in our prayer. That um the Lord draws near. Jesus, you draw near to us. You just begin to talk to us, and you know we just start by talking about the things that are on our mind. Uh, what's what's bothering us? What what we're upset about? What's what's not going the way that we thought it would? We just talk to you about it. Slowly, as the Lord draws near, the conversation goes from just being between two people to being between three. But that third is God, and that changes everything. Changes it from just conversation to prayer. And so, in a real way. That's what this day of recollection is meant to be. That all those things that are on our mind, all the things that we maybe it's just a conversation with ourselves that I've just been running over these things again and again and again in my mind. Well, today, Lord Jesus, you draw near to us and you you just ask us what we're talking about and we just talk about it with you. Again, going back to Saint Jose Maria, we're at point ninety, looking at point ninety one. You wrote me to praise, to talk with God, but about what? About what? About him and yourself. Joys, sorrows, successes and failures, great ambitions, daily worries, even your weakness, and acts of thanksgiving and petitions and love and reparation. In short, to get to know him, to get to know yourself, to get acquainted, to get acquainted with God, Um, just have that quiet time to talk to him, to get to know him. Um, to learn more about him, learn more about our Lord Jesus. So Jesus, the best way to get to know you is just to talk to you, uh, that we talk to you in this time of prayer, we talk to you throughout this day, we talk to you as we read the scriptures. Um, you know, every, as you, Facebook stalking is a very real thing, uh, or any kind of social media stalking, you want to know a little bit about someone, so you just look at all their social media posts and um, you try to kind of do your research and everything, well, do they do that with you, Jesus? Do we do we look at the Gospels? Do we read about your life? It's all there for us. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit, and so we just need to to learn a little bit more about you, uh, to turn to you more, to to try to learn everything we can. We should read the Gospels um, every day. Jesus, we should read about you every every single day. And so, um, in this day of recollection, having our New Testament. Maybe we should just try to read through some of it. Mark's gospel or John's gospel are a little shorter, easy to, or to access, but who knows, whatever, whatever kind of speaks to us. Just to read a little bit about the Lord Jesus. And, you know, when we pray, um, one of the a beautiful way to pray and to get to know Jesus is to actually imagine the scene, right? Because it actually, these things actually happened. So that, that day that, on that walk to Emmaus, what, what did that look like? So they're walking on the road seven miles Jerusalem and were there other people walking that way? Right, was it like a like a highway like was there a bit of, of traffic at times was there was there a crowd or was it kind of alone um well what was the temperature like right is it nasty rainy day like today a little chilly or you know it's april ish in jerusalem is it warm is it um sunny you know what's what's it like uh there using our senses our imagination and just um, really, it actually was something. Historically, that day, it was either nice weather or not nice weather. Like, it, it actually was. But um, to consider that in reality, and those two who are talking, Cleopas and whoever he's talking to, we don't even know. But even as you pray, that could be you. You know, you're there. You're talking to Cleopas. And Jesus just comes on up. And what does he look like? And you know, what's he like? Is there, as they're walking, are they, do they have walking sticks? Do they have luggage that they're carrying with them? They're just swinging their arms around, kicking rocks along the way with their sandals, you know, what? whatever. But we use our imagination and we enter into Scripture. It becomes real. It becomes alive. We should do that. You know, we we know our faith teaches that the Holy Spirit is the primary author of Scripture. The Holy Spirit is the primary author. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, St. Paul, they're secondary authors. They're, they're real human authors, but the primary author, who wrote the Bible? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the author of Scripture, and the Holy Spirit is present to us. In our baptism, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in our souls. And so we ask the Holy Spirit to be present to us. We, we pray, you know, come Holy Spirit. We, we ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten the Scriptures for us. The Holy Spirit wrote. It's talk to the author of the book, right? I'm um, the seminar I was at this week. We're talking a little bit about Flannery O'Connor and the works of Flannery O'Connor, and there's so like many layers to it. There's so much symbolism. Flannery O'Connor is an incredible writer, but sometimes for for a bit of a thick person like me, it's a little it's a little rough, right? It's a little rough to get into it. But if I could, like, talk to her, if I could be like, hey, Flannery, what did you mean by that? What did you mean by this? What, oh, well, no, Father Casey, you should look there. And you see, like, that symbolism running through. Like, if I could talk to her, I think I would really like her books. Uh, but she's dead. Um, but God's alive, right? God, God's alive. And so let's, you talk to the Holy Spirit. He has the Holy Spirit to, to inspire the reading of Scripture. He wrote it, right? The Holy Spirit wrote Scripture. And so we should never read the Bible just like, you know, a dead book, but rather asking the Holy Spirit to to enlighten us as we go through and as we read. And all this um all this is meant to then just be based in, in a real relationship of love. Um that on this day of recollection we should have a time for rest. Um but there should also be a desire you know we want to get to know you, Lord Jesus, because we want to love you um in a radical way. It's only radical love for Jesus that works, right? Jesus, Jesus can't be loved. We can't love you with half of our heart. We can't love you part of the day. Um, we have to love you with everything that we have. And so um, we really ask our Lord um, to inspire in us that, that radicality, that ambition to be um, incredible disciples. Um, St. Therese said to love you like you've never been loved before. Like, Jesus, I want to love you like you've never been loved before. Um, as I get to know you, you know, you want to love someone, you got to know them more. So as I get to know you through prayer, through reading scripture, inspired by the Holy Spirit, then I want to love you more. I want to love you like you've never been loved before, Jesus. That's my love, right? That's 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 my love that I can give to the Lord. And so, um, again, just one last point um, from the way here. You know, because we have a world that's very... I want to be the best, right? If I'm a lawyer, I want to be the best lawyer. I want to be the best politician. I want to be the best engineer. I want to be the best teacher. Well, you're ambitious for knowledge and for leadership. You want to be daring. Good. Fine. But let it be for Christ. For love. What if we as Christians were, were daring and ambitious for love? Ambitious to, to be the greatest saints we could possibly be, the greatest saints the world has ever seen greatest saints in the history of the church. That's us. That could be totally us. The Lord God calling us today to follow him. And so as we set out on this day of recollection, this time of of prayer, of quiet, um, again, feel free to spend as much time. You can spend all day sitting here in the chapel or sitting in one of the other rooms. Um, But let everywhere, wherever you are in the house, let it be with the Holy Spirit. Let it be with our Lord, getting to know him. Just spending this quiet, quiet time, I think the other distractions go by the wayside. But if they're they're in our mind. We talk to them about him. Uh, we bring them, talk about them to to him, to our Lord Jesus. Uh, and in all things, we ask our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, um, called Sede Sapientiae, the the Seat of Wisdom, the Mother of all Students. Um, and Mary would have witnessed so many of these scenes. Mary um, would have been leading the disciples along trying to help them get to know her son a little bit better. And so we ask Our Lady uh, to pray for us today, um, to be with us with her motherly care and concern uh, so that she can lead us to get to know her son uh, all the more, encountering him in the scriptures and in this time of prayer.